Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Jeep and Bubba, and today we're riding in the Jeep heading south to Orange Beach, Alabama from Atlanta, Georgia. Got about four hours of drive left. Going to be heading down for a little vacation with the family for a week or so and uh, and with some extended family as well. Um, riding with my wife and the two kids, and the kids are asleep right now. My wife's on her phone, so you might hear piping maybe on this podcast, but probably not. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but today, I wanted to talk about why I started Black Bear Off-Road. Now, I know that I've talked about um, like why I would want to, or I think I've mentioned like how, why I named it Black Bear Off-Road, but I don't, I don't think I've ever completely covered like the why of what I wanted to start Black Bear Off-Road. So I wanted to cover that with you today. Something I want to cover also in the next two podcasts. Um, the next podcast is going to be completely about Black Bear Pass. And if you haven't seen, uh, if you hop on my YouTube channel, that's youtube.com backslash C backslash Jeep and Bubba, or just go on YouTube, search Jeep and Bubba. We just released the Jeep and Bubba, excuse me, the Black Bear Pass video. Black Bear Off-Road goes to Black Bear Pass. And uh, I would love for you guys to go over there and take a look of it, at it, and uh, and and enjoy it. And give us comments on YouTube and thumbs up and likes and subscribes and all those good things. If you're somebody who likes enjoying awesome, amazing off-road videos, check that out on the Jeep and Bubba uh, uh, YouTube channel. But anyways, um, something I wanted to talk about in, is part of those two is kind of like the idea of things versus the actuality of the things like the reality versus um the romanticization you know the the way we dream up things in our heads versus how they actually end up working and i want to use that theme in the next two podcasts and this one and the next to kind of explain and like what I've always tried to do with my podcast and my YouTube channel uh, is to try to strip away some of the glamorization that you might see on Instagram and other places uh, and really explain uh, what it's really like you know, to be a business owner or somebody that works in the industry, somebody who gets to do these things that some people think are just dreams or they can only imagine they get to do. Um, it's not all glitz and glamour, but at the same time, we have to be, uh, I say we, like people who get these opportunities, have to be very humble, have to be very grateful that we get the opportunities because on the outside, it looks like, you know, just the most amazing thing ever. And sometimes it is, but, um, you know, sometimes it's really difficult and uh, it's hard to complain about the difficulties of, of things like that to people who are at home working a job that they hate or currently living in a situation that's awful and the last thing I want to hear is you complaining about the hardships uh, as you're on a road trip or as you're working an event or whatever but there are hardships um, uh, you know working in the industry I mean when I used to do shows people would be like oh you get to go to Jeep Beach it's like yeah but I work when I'm there like I spend three days standing in a booth you know, and I get to meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of people, but 
we're on our feet for 12 hours a day in the heat we get a short lunch break we're trying to close sales we have people calling us back home in the office trying to figure stuff out that we've left behind and at nighttime we have to do the events and then you get a little bit of sleep and then you do it all over again and as soon as it's over you drive back home but again i want to get into why i started black bear off-road and i want to talk about and i think i have talked about this uh really but i wanted to uh somehow put it into better context than i have before and go in a little deeper dive into it so if you will oblige me please kick back relax or uh if you're driving pay attention uh but listen listen in um if you're exercising and listen to this maybe you need some dun 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 i don't know if that helps you or not helps me i know anytime i'm jogging that's about as far as i can run before i have to stop singing the song and take a break so uh that's that's as far as i go with that so why would any sane person decide to chase their hobby you know it was a hard decision for me uh when i was like 16 i got my first pickup truck and i fell in love with that truck it's 86 s10 2.8 liter v6 throttle body injected single cab it was cool love that truck and it really brought my love of cars i didn't grow up in a in, a, in like a car family like like my dad wasn't super excited about automobiles we didn't go to car shows that kind of thing but i started falling into uh the hobby when i got my first vehicle i started diving into that whole world of turning wrenches and um you know i had some dreams and aspirations as i was going out into the world as an 18 year old and it got difficult where i had to make a decision like do i i'm gonna have to make a practical decision because i'm not going to be a famous country music singer this year or you know I'm not going to be, a, you know, on TV. Like, I, I had these... Ooh, we got a phone ringing. One second. Sorry about that podcast. The Blackberry Off-Road phone rang. And uh, they're actually putting up our sign currently uh, on our building. The Blackberry Off-Road sign. So I'm excited about that. I had the sign. SBL Designs made it for me, like, months ago. And we're finally getting it up on the building. Uh, but I'm excited about that. Anyways, um, sorry to, to interrupt my brain process, but uh, I had to make the decision, like, am I going to settle down, make a practical decision to get a job? Uh, my dad owned the landscape business, and I'm like, I don't want to do landscaping, uh, which is funny because I now own half of that business. <laughs> but um, the, the fact of the matter was I had to make a decision. What did I want to do? And uh, and I really wasn't sure. And I kept asking people around. I thought about the military. I thought about getting in heating and air. I thought about I was I was pretty much trying to avoid chasing my passion because it was like the one outlet that I had that you know when work was bad or when life was bad I could go out there and, and work on my truck or whatever I had at the time. And it, it was a good um, expression, a place to express myself and. It was something I always enjoyed doing, but I finally decided to go to Gwinnett Tech, and we've talked about this before, did the Chrysler program, and that really started me down the path that I was on. We're going to skip ahead, because I've talked about this before, but uh, but basically, uh, you know, went through years of working as a mechanic, 
went and worked at the aftermarket. I was working at JCR off-road, and uh, that's when we found out we're having our first kid. We're excited, and we're thinking about moving back home, and we're thinking about what am I going to do? You know, am I going to try to take another job with another aftermarket parts company in the south? Uh, and then that's when my dad made the offer. Hey, I'm retiring pretty soon. Would you like to try to take over the landscape business with your brother-in-law? And uh, maybe, you know, on the side work on Jeeps and then you start your own business possibly. And at first it sounded like a bad idea, but the more and more I thought about it, it was like, this is actually a really good idea because it gives me the ability to not... Basically, if you start working for a company, let's say I go work for uh, Rusty's Off-Road or uh, uh, Motobill or something like that in the South. Well, then I have to sign a non-compete and a non-disclosure agreement, which means I basically can't work on the side. Uh, I mean, you might could have something figured out with the owners, but um, you definitely can't have an off-road shop on the side while you work for these places. It would just take away uh, and it'd be a conflict of interest. So the nice thing was, with the landscape business, even though it keeps me extremely busy, it, it leads me to being able to build the website. And so that's what we decided to do, and that's why we started Black Bear Off-Road. Um, but not, I would say that's why, or maybe it was more of a, it's why we started it when we started it, but really the reason we, I started it, and, and, and I say we because my wife is a huge part of it, but the reason why I wanted to start it has actually been a dream of mine since, you know, just the early days of uh, me getting into vehicles. It was the era of the Fast and Furious, but along with that, it was the era of Pimp My Ride, West Coast Customs, Unique Whips, you know, watching Speed Channel, guys like Chip Foose, and, you know, just all the different... Uh, shops that you watch on TV, just that glamorization made me think that owning a shop, you know, it was during the time of like um, Orange County Choppers, and it it makes it just seem like if you own a shop, you're going to be rich and famous, and you get to build cool stuff, and drive cool vehicles, and the honest truth of it is a lot of those people have other businesses where they make their money um, or they had money before they got it started or they built it like if you look at Gas Monkey Richard started Gas Monkey Garage for the TV show um, and uh, had an advertisement business a printing business and sold it uh, and pitched the idea to Discovery Channel and uh, basically um, you know took a huge gamble on himself which is awesome um, and so there's always been this like I wouldn't say childhood but this kind of like young adolescent idea that that would be something fun, cool to do uh, and I think it's a lot of people when they get an automotive dream to own their own shop or build motors or work for a race team and like to build and create fun things and what happens is you end up changing oils on minivans and you end up doing brake jobs on SUVs and you get complaints by soccer moms and you get beat down by uh, your average customer just doing maintenance and, and you find that uh, it's just not fun and it takes away I mean there there came a time where I sold every project I had and I bought a brand new truck because 
I just hated working on vehicles, and the last thing I wanted to do was work on mine. And after a while of getting back into management, uh, or getting into management, where I wasn't working on vehicles every day, and then getting into sales, I started building that passion back. I got excited about going to car shows again, and I got excited about building things again. And I think it took me realizing and I had to ask myself, I, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I do this quite a bit. Especially when I'm deer hunting or fishing and I'm bored and I'm or driving long distances. I'm like, what would you do if you want $100,000? What would you do if you want a lottery ticket for $100 million? Like, and the funny part is I like I break it down. You're like, all right, this much goes to taxes. I give this much to my mama and this much to my grandma and da-da-da-da. But then... It comes down to the nitty gritty of like, what are you gonna do for a living? You're just gonna live off the money, or do you actually want to like have a job or whatever? And it always came back down to the same thing, where it's like, well, I would want to have a shop, even if I didn't need the money, to just build cool vehicles. And that realization made me realize that I did want to own a shop, no matter what the hardships of the actuality were, or the reality of it. I mean, I've worked as a GM and ran shops. Um, you know, worked basically as an assistant uh, service manager and then worked as an assistant manager, then ran a shop as a GM. And I knew what it takes. I know I know what it takes, but uh, it's just interesting now. We have Black Bear Off-Road. We have the shop. We've had the website for two and a half years with the shop now. Uh, I think we're on like five months now. Uh, and um, it's been awesome. At the same time, it's been challenging. It's been difficult, but it's been super rewarding. It's cool. I think, you know, it's it really just legitimized the brand by having the shop space. Um, and it, it made things, opened up doors for us to do builds. Uh, we've done builds for S3 Magazine. We've done builds for um, Hammerhead Off-Road. Uh, we actually did, that was in... Uh, conjunction with power stop brakes and uh you know we've had some awesome opportunities to build some cool stuff for people i've got some great builds uh, lined up in the future that I'm, I'm i'm actually really excited about but it's not all the glitz and glamour that you would think you're not getting rich it's not easy and i'm having to make this weird crossover change of like when am i going to you know do it 100% full-time all the time, but I'm basically still putting in 30 to 40 hours a week there, so it's, it's I'm at this weird growing point, and it's good, It's if you're growing, then that is good, you're headed in the right direction, um, but ultimately, um, it's interesting because I've taken on some jobs that, they're not necessarily definitive of what I want to be doing, I mean, we're, we've done inspections, and and maintenance work and uh, just work on vehicles I don't necessarily want to take in. I mean, we want to be doing the custom work, the lifts, the wheels, the tires, the electrical stuff. We want to be doing the cool stuff, not, you know, changing gear oil and, you know, doing brakes or whatever. But we do have those abilities. I mean, I've said it before, but I want to be I, basically uh, in, in my dream of dreams. It would be the gas monkey of off-road. It would be, I would be considered the Chip Foose meets Sasquatch 
meets, you know, Ian from Big Tire Garage, like, all in one, uh, and those are dreams and fun and aspirations, but what I really, really, really want, like, whether anyone ever knows my name or, uh, if I ever make it big, is that I want to be able to provide for my family, take, like, four to six awesome, like, not local, but, like, actual big trips a year, even if it's just, like, two or three, um, with my family and friends, and enjoy what we build, and then the people whose vehicles we build them for, I want to be able to offer a service at a different level with a different experience than they've ever had before, and it's the way I've always done business, it's, uh, you can ask anybody who's ever come to me, what I try to do is first listen, understand what vehicle you have, what you're trying to accomplish, and then I try to use my knowledge of parts, my knowledge of what you're trying to do to help you the best. And it's not, how do I make the most money and optimize my profits? And I get to brag on myself here because there's no one to argue with me, but I can show you the numbers. And there are times where if I push a different product, I would make 10, 20, 30% more margin, but that just doesn't work in my heart. Like it just doesn't. Um, and that's just possibly my downfall. There's been times we've sold parts uh, at a loss, maybe a dollar or two. There's been times we broke even on parts or we've only made $2. And there's been times we made hundreds of dollars on a part. I mean, on a big expensive builds. And, um, and that's good too. And so that all evens out. Um, and I try to make my money in the labor itself. Uh, but that's a whole different story. But getting into the why, I'd want to have a business is I don't want to just build these vehicles for myself. It's more fun to build them for others and to experience as you're building your own vehicles, building other people's vehicles, just the whole experience of, of the whole situation makes for, um, it makes for a good life. And so that's my dream. That's why I want, wanted to start Blackberry Off-Road, um, is to share my passion, my knowledge with other people. And I wanted to offer a service that I don't think is being offered when I have in the aftermarket world spoke to other shops. I felt like they were basically selling the parts that they could make the most money on. They could install the fastest. They weren't necessarily doing right by the customer in every situation. And, you know, it's, it's funny sometimes to take this another direction, but I have people ask me like, Hey Brad, I have a 2015 Jeep. And I want to get a four-inch lift, or I want to get a six-inch lift in 33s or 35s. And I'm like, well, tell me, like, why do you want this lift? Well, my neighbor has. Hold on. Well, why do you want this size tire? Well, that's all I need is 30. Okay. Well, let's actually think about like, what are you using the vehicle for? Like 90% on road, maybe 10% off road, probably less than that. And then when you do go off road, what kind of trails are you riding? Okay, like, well, maybe just a three and a half-inch lift, you know, and the 33s, and you know. Maybe consider what axles you have or what gear ratio you might have. And you know, we go through things that people don't often think about. Well, if you do re-gear, you're gonna have to get a programmer on, on this year vehicle, or you know, we, we run through those um, scenarios. And, and, and when you start working on a vehicle, and anyone who's worked on their Jeeps before or, or modified it before will attest, okay, you do the lift kit, wheels and tires. Well, now you gotta upgrade the steering. Oh, now that you've got the sway bar disconnects, your tires are rubbing when you're off-roading, so you need fenders. 
Uh, we really would love some aftermarket bumpers. And before you know it, that cheap little build turns into thousands and thousands of dollars. And so having someone that can talk you through that and, and try to help you plan ahead and then when it's time to pull the trigger on those parts to, uh, you know, make the suggestions uh, of the right parts, the quality parts, so that you're not going to have to to go back and fix and deal with something that's going to last for you in the long term. Um, I actually enjoy that. It is fun to do that. I like consulting with people. Um, and, uh, and I enjoy riding. I, I like going out and riding with uh, my customers and my friends and, and sharing that knowledge because I haven't always had that skill set as far as knowing the best parts and knowing the best things. Like, I had a guy, my GM when I was at Nitro, uh, Mike Mudnigger, I used to call him Mudslinger. You know, he really taught me a lot of what I know about gears. And uh, I would just bug him and berate him with, hey, on my Jeep, what if I ran this? What if I did this setup and that setup? He's like, well, you don't want to do this because of weight. You don't want to do that because it actually sucks. It's loud. No, 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 no. That's Don't build a Model 35. You know, get yourself a 44, and then we're going to trust it. We're going to do this. And he would explain everything. And uh, and I say other people didn't, at Nitro didn't teach me about gears. But Mike really, really worked with me on uh, certain build ideas that I had and uh, and taught me a lot in that process and uh, and I owe him a debt of gratitude but that is what, you know, as you grow and gain that experience, it is awesome to give back to the same community that you work in that is uh, you know, feeding your family and uh, also is your passion so it becomes a full lifestyle you know, when I'm at home, I'm watching off-road videos and overland videos uh, when I have spare money it's getting spent um, you know obviously on bills and kids and all that when there is some spare money it's on Jeep parts and saving for Jeep trips and you know that's what my dreams are about it's like alright let's go wheel here let's go do that let's go do this and uh, it's pretty neat that that's my job and uh, that I get to do that but basically in a nutshell to recap I started Black Bear Off-Road to build cool shit. Excuse my language, sorry if there's kids listening. To build cool stuff. To build cool stuff and to share in my journey and and to enrich the total experience of being in the actual business by making it a lifestyle, to make it a passion, to to tie it all in together. My family's involved in it. And uh, I think when you're excited about something and you want something, it's really hard to burn out no matter how hard it gets because there's times where I'm like, why am I not burning out? Like, I'm at that point where I'm tired, I physically feel done with this, but I just can't give up. I just can't get enough of it, and it's because you're actually passionate about it. When you get to chase something like that, um, I'm glad my passion's not, like, gambling or, like, ponies or, like, underwater basket weaving because all that stuff sounds awful but like it's awesome that mine's jeeps and that's the way it works so guys i really appreciate you listening to our podcast it was brought to you by black bear off-road please 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 go check out our youtube channel check out our most recent videos give them some thumbs up likes and subscribe tell everybody about the jeep and bubba podcast the youtube channel and uh, black bear off-road we really appreciate it 
I really appreciate how many of you have reached out to us recently and told us that you've been enjoying the podcast and giving us the feedback. I'm glad to be able to provide that, and we'll be putting together a podcast. We try to do them once a week when we can, and uh, look forward to that next one. We're going to be talking all about the Black Bear Pass. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot them over at info at blackbearoffroad.com. Hope you have an adventure in your future. Please be make sure to get enough fiber in your diet. Eat your prunes. As always, I'm Jeep and Bubba, and we'll be seeing you.